Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we were joined by Mike Parry once again. Um, uh, we'll, be, we'll be checking in now and again. We may not have our weekly updates with him, but uh, we entered his craze world and he's buying an island, uh, he told us. <laughs> Um, we had a chat with Al Murray, didn't we, Andy? Yeah, Al was on good form. It was a bit. We we had some technical issues, so we had a, a short chat with him, but it was fun. Uh, Striker, of course, continues, and that's going to continue right the way through to the bitter end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the old the old clips. I enjoyed those today. They were good from two thousand and six. Yeah, and we uh, we paid a tribute to a friend of the show and a, a great snooker player, and a lovely man, Willie Thorne. So you'll hear that too. With yeah, Dennis, Dennis Taylor. Taylor join us. His friend of fifth. Years to pay tribute, so uh, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And that was horrible news to wake up to today. We heard, oh, we heard yes. yesterday that Willie had, was was really not at all well, but um, yeah, that was a real shock. He was a great friend of the show and the station, a, a regular on the show, and uh, a lovely fella. And it's, it's very interesting. All the tributes from people in snooker. Have been quite amazing. No one seems to have a bad word to say about him. And we'll be chatting to Dennis Taylor, as Andy said, a little bit later on. His great friend of uh, 40 yeah. plus years. So um, that's coming up shortly. A, a lovely man, and, and not to be forgotten that he was a very, very good snooker player as well. Well, that's what I want to talk to Dennis that, about. We'll yeah. talk about, we'll talk about, you know, he's known as, he was the personality, and he was, you know, he was, I know sure. you had him on fantasy football, we'll talk about that. But he was a, yeah, yeah. He was a great player. He was Mr. Maximum, wasn't he, as they used to call he him? Was, he was, really, really good player. Anyway, uh, we've got some exciting things to look forward to, too. And uh, honestly, you remember when German football came back, and I said to you, you know, you know what, I'm pleased football's back, but it doesn't grab me. I don't care whether Schalke could be, you know, Bayern or Bayern. Or That's not going to happen. <laughs> You're really no, not but you know watching what I mean. you. Yes, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> you know what I mean. But that's a bad example. But <laughs> I, I'm so excited about the Premier League because even tonight, both games have interest for me. I'm sure other fans and listeners feel about like this yeah. about other games. I want Villa to beat Sheffield United because, yep. you know, that keeps them down away from us. In Nothing personal, I take it. It's just no, that you're looking no, at it through not. your Chelsea prism, aren't you? Absolutely. That's how we all do. And then, of, of course, course in the same way, I want Man City to beat Arsenal for exactly the same reason. No other reason. Yeah. Just at this stage of the season, Chelsea are going to need all the help they can get to finish in that vital top four or five. We don't know what it'll be yet. And that's the difference. That's what yeah. gives you that interest in games. Skin that, in the game, Andy, isn't it, really? Absolutely. 
Absolutely, yeah. couldn't put it better. That's absolutely right. Uh, one person who won't have skin on the game, in the game rather, not yeah. on the game. <laughs> that's, the, that's something skin else altogether, the, really. That's it, yeah. You've been watching that again in lockdown, haven't you, that one? I thought, I thought the ba- tape had worn out. <laughs> As bad, isn't it? Is <laughs> Gunnosaurus. Uh, he'll oh, be yeah. watching at home. As mascots are banned. And I'm thinking, why are mascots banned? The head's better than a mask. And the costume's like a hazmat suit. I can't see they'd be the safest people in the ground. Yeah, but there's no kids to wave to. What's, what's Gunnosaurus or any other mascot there for if there's no kids to wave well, to? He's just, he's just an adornment. No, he's just true. another. He's non-essential <laughs> staff. Sorry, Gunnosaurus, or indeed Chirpy, or any other um, mascot out there. But you are non essential you don't need if you can only have 280 odd people in the place and you just need everybody to be essential mm. you don't need a six foot seven bloke in a furry suit do you really what about hazmat harry i think he'd be quite good yeah <laughs> not really. colin i mean no it's getting a bit dark that's too dark uh, one of the things i will miss about with lockdown coming to an end and football yeah. starting up uh, is spending so much time with my wife i've had a lot of fun with her she's, uh, she's very entertaining constantly and yeah. last night we were talking about she's that thing you know that we, we'll, this will probably lead to a core subject but i was talking about my son's uh, uh, designer graphic designer and he's done a brilliant new avatar for himself it's all made out of geometric shapes well, but it looks like him it's brilliantly yeah. done so i said to him if anybody knows my avatar he did that one it's like a cartoon of me which i've had for years so i said to him i could do with a new one could you could you do do me one and sue said yeah but i want a new abattoir as well <laughs> abattoir <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> Slaughtering your own in the, meat now. <laughs> I can't hear in the abattoir business. Yes. I can't either, really. And uh, I had a contact with Ali Ross this morning, because uh, Sun's TV critic, because oh, yeah. it's a lovely letter in the in the uh, Sun today, in the letters column. It said, uh, reading Ali Ross's TV reviews in the Sun makes my day. He is funnier than most of the comedians he writes about. In my view, he makes all other TV critics redundant. Uh, writes Danny Murphy from Leeds. Wow. So I thought, well, that's very nice of Dan. So I sent it to Ali. I said, have you seen this? I said, I, I, I don't know if it is the former <laughs> Liverpool, Fulham and England midfielder. Well, we'll ask him on Monday. <laughs> so he said to me, he said he once uh, wrote to Keith Waterhouse to say uh, he got oh, a the famous uh, Keith, uh, play, yeah. playwright and author. Yeah, right, and, yeah, yeah. One of Ali's idols. And I think uh, Keith had written him a letter to say how much he enjoyed his work. And Ali wrote back to him. And it turned out to be uh, just a bloke called Keith Waterhouse from Rygate. <laughs> <laughs> not the Keith Waterhouse. Liked. Not the Keith Waterhouse, which I oh, really dear. quite liked. So there we go. Uh, oh. What else have we? What else have we got? Oh yes, uh, it's a bit humid today. Isn't it? It's a bit close. Oh, it it's is. raining outside, and I'm, I'm just a bit moist today. But why not <laughs> take advantage? Yep. Say, why not take advantage of the uh, reader's offer in one of the tabloids today? The men's fleece line pull-on leisure trouser. Just what you need in this weather, a fleece line trouser. In yeah, you're, you're, buying, you're buying now for winter. And if you're older, if you're the sort of person that buys trousers out the back of a, the Express, then yeah. you're, you know, you're of a certain age where you feel the cold. Even on a day, oh, like, this, even on a day like this, you want a fleece line trouser. That's possibly true. It could there, be, it, yeah. It, they come in six great colours. Great uh, black. Oh, that's a great colour, isn't it? What's great about that? <laughs> oh, well, never mind. I'm not buying them the colour, Andy? I'm quite intrigued. I might buy a pair. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Uh, charcoal, is that a great colour for you? Well, it's quite similar to black, isn't it, really? It's just slightly less black. <laughs> Grey? <laughs> oh, blimey. A range, of, a range of very dull shades. That's what they should have said. Yeah. Teal. Well, then what? Well, t- 
Teal's Teal. not bad yet. Sean, a bit bad. nice Sean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and denim. You've just, you know, bog just standard, jeans, I suppose. But there you go. Well, Andy, yeah, you're a man that wears in the winter, and often sort of in the spring, quite surprisingly, you'll often come in <laughs> and you'll have a bit of a sweat on. And I think, what's happened? You said, oh, I thought it was going to be cold today. I've put my long johns on. So <laughs> yeah, it would true. save you wearing long johns <laughs> yeah, under your yeah, jeans. Yeah. Why don't you get true. yourself a pair? <laughs> I think you'd look, great. you'd look great in teal. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. I think it's quite hard to believe today that uh, on this show we won't be chatting to Willie Thorne again. We won't be talking a bit of Leicester, which we often did. He was always happy to do that, his beloved Leicester. Or mm. When a big tournament was on, Willie was always prepared to come on and talk about the big tournaments. He was a great friend of the show and a lovely guy. And I think, as we said earlier on, the tributes were seen from uh, the snooker world, from players of all different uh, vintages, uh, as kind of said a lot about him. Joining us now, one of his friends for 50 years, uh, Dennis Taylor joins us. Good afternoon, Dennis. Uh, afternoon, boys. How are you doing? Well, we're good. Yeah, good thanks, thanks, it's, it's incredibly sad, sad news. I mean, we we knew we knew he was very ill, but I, I don't know if you've been keeping in touch recently. It, it must it must have still come as a shock today. Yeah, yeah. We we're still expecting Willie to make a recovery, and uh, Jason Francis that organised the seniors. Uh, Willie was back playing again. He'd got his eyes sorted out he couldn't play because of one of his eyes and he that sorted out started playing a bit and um, yeah we were looking forward to having him back again but uh, sadly he just couldn't uh, couldn't win the battle it was just a bit too much for um, for the great man my my overriding memory of, of Willie is he was such fun Dennis he he I was looking at Snooker Loopy the the famous video that you all did and again he he was so self-deprecating and in that video he's so funny isn't he just sort of was, was always prepared to send himself up yeah well i mean he was so i mean i was recognized with the big glasses willie with his bald head everybody knew willie he was one of the great characters of the game and and the sense of humor you know i've known him walk into the players room there at the world championship maybe six world champions sitting around and Willie would come into the room, march in and say, was uh, anybody famous in this room before I came here? <laughs> and that's the sort of thing that uh, he used to do. We, we have laughed all around the world uh, with some of the shows we've done. I, I was just thinking back to, we went to play at Prince Rupert up near Alaska, flew up from Vancouver and did an exhibition in a fishing village. And they took us out fishing at five in the morning. And Willie almost caught i mean the story when we got back that night i was there with him it was a 50 pound salmon but he hooked it in the tail he spent 45 minutes trying to get the salmon into the boat that we couldn't get it <laughs> so he had to tell the story but nobody believed him but i seen it with my own eyes he uh, he, he was such a such a great character with a fabulous sense of humor him and cliff thorburn were uh, unbelievable uh, funny funny gentlemen he had so many 147s uh, over the years. That's why they called him Mr. Maximum. But the, the big tournament wins, uh, Dennis, eluded him. Why, why do you think that was? Um, I used to have my own theory because I used to practice with Willie. And Willie, even in practice, and um, he used to practice a lot with Gary Lineker when Gary was at Leicester. And uh, mm. he'd always be wanting to make a maximum break. That's why he made an awful lot of maximum breaks in practice. They called him, that was his, one of his nicknames, Mr. Maximum. Mm. Um, you know, the last few years, Willie said, uh, used to be Mr. Maximum, I'm now Mr. Minimum. <laughs> so, uh, but, but I think if he had a, uh, maybe had a, a, a more uh, strict practice routine, it probably would have stood him in great stead. But it, of course, he should have won 
the year I won the World Championship, Willie should have won the UK Championship. He led Steve Davis 13-8 in the final and missed the blue off the spot that still talked about to this day. Only for that Miss Blue, he would have been the UK champion that year. Funny you should mention the Miss Blue because uh, I was just looking at a, 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 a David Bedell had tweeted a, a clip from YouTube when he was on Fantasy Football, which I produced series two, episode seven. It was in fact, and they talk about and Willie's very funny about it. But you can see when the minute they come to that that missing blue, you can see it's painful for him, even though it's in the midst of this sort of funny bit that he's doing and self-deprecating bit. So it, it was. He says that was the turning point. Yeah, he, he knew himself when, the, when he missed the blue against Steve Davis back in those days. All he needed was a little bit of a sniff of a chance. And sure enough, he went on. I think he finished up winning the, the final 16-14. But uh, that was one of Willie's great performances. Um, should, have won, should have won a lot more. But uh, um, very talented, very natural player and a great break builder. And uh, the fun I... I've had down the years with Willie in the commentary box as well as uh, mm-hmm. some of the, some of the stories that we you know we, we we couldn't tell but we we've laughed so much in the commentary box uh, it's uh, you know it it was priceless he was a bit unique in that way with his sense of humour he had his demons though didn't he Dennison he he was very frank when he joined us in the studio chat about his autobiography back sort of must be two thousand eleven two thousand and twelve time and uh, gambling. Uh, it, it caused him a lot of issues. He said he made a lot of money from snooker and he lost a lot at the racetrack. And uh, the, the, these l- last couple of years were pretty tough for him, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when Willie was earning a few quid, uh, you know, you didn't mind the gambling, but it, it, it got a little bit out of, out of hand. And it, it, it does, it's a bit like the old alcohol. It becomes an addiction. And, and, and Willie had his demons and had his problems. But through all that, he was still... Um, Still, you know, just charming as ever. And uh, I must mention uh, Jill, his wife, who, who's been an absolute... You know, I know they, they, they broke up within the last year, but she was absolutely incredible for Willie. She, you know, she's seen him through so much and stuck by him thick and thin. And, uh, yeah, it was one of those things that, uh, you know, gets a hold of people. And, uh, you know, it's happened a lot. And uh, he just never really uh, fully recovered from that. You had a, a story there about the salmon fishing, and it's interesting. Ronnie O'Sullivan and Jimmy White, the boy, two boys I think we know like a night out, uh, both were both tweeting today about uh, some memorable socials with uh, with Willie. And I think uh, Ronnie said he had a week with him in Ireland that he'll never forget, and I imagine he's had a fairly uh, few memorable weeks away with different players. But as I said, he, he spanned the generations, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, all the the, the young the younger players like Willie as well. He just was that sort of character when he walked into a room. He always, he was, you know, sending himself up all the time, and he he, he could take it. I remember, you know, in the players' room when we'd uh, when we'd meet some, you know, very important people from uh, different parts of the world would be coming in, and Willie'd be straight in, shake hands with everybody, and he'd say, "Yeah, my name." They knew who he was, but my name's Willie Thorne, a big star in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was a big star right through to the end was Willie and uh, yeah we, we we had some and met some fabulous I was telling a story uh, to someone earlier when we used to play in the Howard Keel Golf Classic Willie Morgan used to organize that and some of the big Hollywood stars used to come over and we all went out one night on the Saturday night with John Ashton who was in Beverly Hills Cup alongside Eddie Murphy and nobody was recognising him. They were recognising Willie and me. And Willie was, <laughs> Willie was saying, 
you might know this gentleman here. He starred alongside Eddie Murphy uh, not so long ago in Beverly Hills Cop. So, uh, yeah, he just uh, he, he he had a a great line for everybody. Had Williams. And he was so, and that was the thing, He was when he did walk into a room, you looked up, because he was six foot two, and he was very striking with a tash and the bald head, and, and you'd notice him, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, I mean, he, he, and, stand, and on the golf course as well, I mean, we, uh, when we did the comedy, we always had our little match against either John Virgo, and, um, you know, one of the boys would used to play against Dougie Donnelly as well, but Willie was always my partner, and... Uh, he played golf a little bit like he played snooker. He wanted to hit everything 300 yards off the tee. He was always looking for the the, the big, long drive. And uh, But we've had so much fun, not only on the snooker table, but uh, around. And, and the charity golf that Willie played in, I, I remember in the 80s, we worked out, we must have, we must have done 10,000 miles in the summer just playing in charity golf events. You know, he was always wow. ready to, he was always ready for a, for a charity game was Willie. Yeah. So uh, the, the way things are at the moment is going to make it difficult for you and, and other players to sort of pay their respects. But I'm sure in the fullness of time as things improve, there'll be a, a memorial service and uh, you guys yeah. will get together and, and say goodbye. Yeah, there'll be plenty of tributes and I'm sure we'll, uh, our association uh, will, will, will organise something. And uh, um, I shall, yeah, well, who knows when it'll be. Um, uh, when it'll be but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the great, I, I used to call him the great one. Every time we rang up, that, that, his, his name was the uh, great WT, but he would call me tram lines because I hit the ball down the middle on the golf course all the time. And, <laughs> and I, call, I used to call him the, the great one. That was my name for him. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a bit, uh, it's a very, very sad time. But, uh, yeah, we've got some very, very fond memories of him. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. Coming up now, we've been keeping an eye on him in lockdown, and we'll keep in touch. Now things are now things are easing, and of course the football's back. Uh, Mike Parry joins us once again. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, fellas, and great to talk to you again from lockdown here. Bit of a tragedy at lockdown headquarters here. I had a, a trio of gardeners in uh, Porky Towers yesterday redoing the roof garden. Did a brilliant job. And not two hours ago, I've been hit by a monsoon storm, which has battered to death most of the new plants and flowers oh, that oh. the gardeners put in yeah i'm not joking you know you know when yeah. you first reflower a garden that the plants yeah. are very uh, susceptible they're very sensitive sure. they're, they're, just, they're, yeah. just little, they're just little shoots you know they've come from the garden center and they have to bed mm. in in the compost and all that anyway i'm not joking i was out this morning early and it was like the sahara desert on the walk back you know my <laughs> self-isolated walk but an hour ago about 90 minutes ago it turned to monsoon and my garden garden has been battered the garden is oh. going to have to come back it's a tragedy well it puts everything that's happened <laughs> in the last tragedy. few months in perspective really so uh, mike yeah. um yeah. You're, you're yeah. looking to buy a, a remote scottish island and uh, and turn it yeah. into a tax haven is, is this right. right well listen there's a couple of things here that have um, brought me to this conclusion first of all i'm one of the very few people you will know who's ever been a guest on Necker, which is uh, Richard Branson's private island in the British Virgin Islands, okay? In in fact, I water skied all the way around Necker with, believe it or not, Valerie Singleton, 
who was also there <laughs> 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 like a Tommy Cockles routine. <laughs> that was yeah, a great mate. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. She's a very good water skier. I didn't know I was so good, but, you know, the macho in me made me, you know, sure I didn't fall off whilst I was uh, water skiing next to Valerie Singleton. So and I thought, what a great idea to have your own island. So I've always had it in my head. Mm. Now, what I've uh, read in the last uh, <laughs> few days, guys, since I last spoke to you, is that a company now is going to make billions and billions of pounds by literally building islands which float um, for some of the richest people in the world. And what they do is they moor them more than 12 miles away from the coast of the country where Mm. they want to position them. So you could be off the coast of California, could be off the coast of somewhere in the Middle East, could be off the coast of Australia. But once you're 12 miles out and you register yourself as an island, okay, uh, as a separate republic, you are not then subject to the taxes of the country which is closest to you. And the best thing about it all is islands traditionally have to be served by boat, OK? So mm-hmm. we all know that Scottish islands, the, the problem with living on a remote Scottish island always used to be the fact that in stormy weather, which you get in the North Sea and um, you get in the Irish Sea, you you could be stranded for 12 or 14 days. However, with the advancement of drone technology, you can have a daily delivery of post, a daily delivery of booze and supplies and food. And in fact, there is now no communication problem in terms of being able to speak and be in contact with the rest of the world, I believe, that you can make a claim for a remote Scottish island. And by the way, I've had a look at what's available. You can buy an island in Scotland for as little as £40,000, right? You wouldn't even get a terraced house in Hartlepool for £40,000, right? But I could get an island in Scotland, declare it a republic, uh, stake my claim to pay taxes to myself, from myself, if you see what I mean, and then make a decent contribution to the um, social problems of the mainland, uh, Great Britain. Believe me, it's a winner, and lots and lots of people are going to be looking at this in the near future. Okay, man. And with your, you. Welsh, uh, with your Welsh background, you could call it Parry Island. That would work, wouldn't it? That would be nice, Parry uh, Island there, just near Cardiff. No, no, yeah, no, I, I don't have a Welsh background. That's a ridiculous and false... <laughs> Mr Brazil still puts that about, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah by Mr Brazil, who, who, yeah. who incidentally celebrated another birthday this week. Okay, so the boy's he not did. getting any younger, like all of us. Yes. Um, no, 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 no. It would, it would have to be called Porkysville, wouldn't it? Because um, that's another name that Mr Brazil descended upon me. But I mean, yeah. you can... You can see the sheer joy of the isolation of your own island where you can literally do whatever you like and uh, nobody else is welcome the i i mean <laughs> the thing about taxes oh, uh, yeah. and i'm not getting, i'm not getting political here but surely people go and the world and stay somewhere where they can keep as much of their money as they want people don't have consciences about taxes do they and when, one time, talking about Mr. Brazil, we were in Leith Dock in Edinburgh, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a huge boat moored there, and it's called The World. And this boat is literally a floating billionaire's residence. There's, right. there's about yeah, there's about 100, like, really um, opulent suites on this boat. Mm-hmm. And all it does, literally, is circle the world. And because it circles the world, the people on board who are all billionaires of you know varying nationalities don't pay any taxes they just keep going around the world and mr brazil and i were invited on this boat and we were given cigars believe it or not even though i was never smoked in his life and champagne (laughs) and 
I think they thought we were contenders to actually wow. rent, rent what, a, a cabins. <laughs> now, the cabins cost about a million pounds a month, by the way. Right. And, uh, Good Lord. And, and they got quite upset when we pointed out that we were only there because we were covering the open golf at um, somewhere like, you know, I don't know, what's the one nearest to Edinburgh, is it? Uh, Murrayfield. St Andrews. Uh, St Andrews. Oh, St Andrews, that's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. And, the golf at uh, Murrayfield might be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, we were only strolling a lot. We were strolling on the dock when some bloke hmm. invited us up the gangplank to come and have a look. Wow. So they seem to think that you know we, we'd be interested, but in the end, we decided to stay on dry land. You know? Mike, we've only we've only really got a minute to talk about the Merseyside okay. derby after your sure, uh, sure. your fulsome explanation of your floating yeah. uh, tax. <laughs> so um, uh, you're, yeah. you're slightly worried with a kickoff at seven o'clock. You may get a bit tired yeah. and emotional, and uh, and have well, a bit of a meltdown if Ever- Everton lose. Yeah, listen, I can restrain myself. I have discipline. But I am going to be talking Zoom-wise during the course of that day to Everton fans from all over the world. There's a great bunch of Everton fans in Ireland, so they're on the same timeline. There's also great bunches of Everton fans right the way across the United States of America, going over to California. There's Everton fans in Australia. And at various times of the day, all I'm saying is, on Zoom, I'm going to have to raise a glass with various Everton fans around the world and, and, and visibly have a quick tipple. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, of course. And all I'm saying is I'm going to have to be very, very disciplined to make sure that I don't um, imbibe excessively before the seven... It's the latest kick-off on a Sunday we've ever yeah. been involved in this country. I know they do it on the continent, but seven o'clock on a Sunday is a big challenge to somebody who might have to share a drop with somebody <laughs> over in Australia at seven o'clock in the morning. You can spit it in a bucket, Mike. That's an option, of course, isn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not going to happen. That's not also, I, could get a, I could get a pair of pliers and pull all my teeth out for a bit of fun, couldn't I? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Honestly, I, I do want, just before Mike goes, I want to thank him because next time we cover water skiing, who better yes. to get on than Valerie Singleton? We'll get Valerie who Singleton you? on. Yeah, we don't do a lot of water skiing, but when we do, we'll get, we'll get Val on. <laughs> Uh, brilliant. Fantastic. Well, Mike, look, we will catch up with you as the season unfolds. It's been a joy speaking okay, to you over the last few weeks. You look after yourself. and uh, Thanks, yeah, we'll, Mike. We'll, we'll talk a bit of Everton okay. soon. Thanks very much. Yeah, definitely. Take care, guys. Thank you. There we are, Mike Parry there. Uh, <laughs> we've ca- caught up with him in lockdown. I do like the idea that he thinks that his uh, weekly booze uh, delivery can come by drone. It's basically to come by one of those super US uh, Air Force tankers, isn't it? The kind of super galaxies, the transport planes. That's, that's what I'll have to do. Drop it in. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sports. Steve Bruce's Murder Mystery Striker, the unfolding series. We've got episode 59. Ian Danto, of course, oh, bringing, it to, bringing it to life uh, uh, with his fine Steve Bruce impression. We'll talk more about that, I think, with Dance tomorrow as we look ahead to the two uh, League Two playoffs in his company. He's doing one of the games, and uh, they're both on the TalkSport 2 tomorrow. But anyway, uh, for now, the letters for town manager Steve Barnes is holding a team meeting with the players and the coaching staff head of the big promotion six-pointer against Fulton. We need a centre-forward for Friday, Eddie Carberry said. His comment received murmured support from some players. I'm working on that, Eddie, I replied. My initial feeling was to tell him to mind his own bloody business. To tell him I was first team coach, the gaffer, and if he didn't like it, he could lump it. However, I've learned to distrust initial emotions. We'll be discussing the lineup together, Eddie. It can't wait forever, he said. It was only Wednesday, and the game with Fulton was not until Friday afternoon. So, why the rush, I wondered. 
Was it Eddie's immature wish to be seen as having the last word? Or was there a more sinister motive? Did he expect that I would not be around to make the selection? I'm not talking to the media again, I told them. I urge you not to talk to anyone on or off the record. Please respect that wish, lads. Any breach of that will be considered a serious infringement of club discipline. That brought a mixed response. Players and staff are able to make extra money from talking to the media, especially television. A short comment can put 60 or 70 quid in a person's pocket. Wonder what you get from TalkSport. Anyway, I said a few more things, expressed my thanks again, assured them of my total commitment, despite my problems, and I strode out before a barrage of questions could assail me. As I left, there was a round of applause. I noticed that Martin Thornton, my skipper, had started the clapping. He was a good lad and would prove to be a mature servant of the club. If only we could retain his services. If we failed to win promotion, some players would be ready to move. I suspect that quite a few clubs had talked to Martin or to his agent. And at least a couple of Premier sides would have liked to sign our young goalkeeper, the Finn, Mikael Lati, known to the lads as Mike. Remember, he's, he's Finnish. Like, you know, what's his face? Andy Nemi. Who's not finished? He's only 28. <laughs> I, I don't think that's. I don't think that's in, uh, definitely not in the Steve's original masterwork. So there we are. Thanks Latte, for that. It's said. a strange name, isn't it, for a yeah. Finnish bloke? It is a bit. Yeah, that's right. Steve obviously had a coffee that morning. Yeah, and he thought that character. name will do. I just call him Latte. <laughs> it was either that or Mochaccino, which sounded probably a little bit more Italian. Italian. So anyway, exactly. uh, striker will return tomorrow. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Yes, the du- dusty box of old uh, mini discs still paying out. We've got a few more from February 2006. Again, we've not heard these since, so we've got some intros. And uh, here they are then. They're new to us as well. We begin with a call to Andy Townsend and Mike Parry's weekend sports breakfast. Is Abdul, good morning. Morning, Hi, Abdul. Abdul, are you listening? <laughs> Hello, Abdul, are you there? Hello, hi. How you uh, doing, mate? Hi. Yes, far away, Abdul. What's your magic moment from the FA Cup? Oh, uh, hello, Andy. Nice <laughs> to speak to you. I'm a Chelsea fan. My name is Abdul. I just want to... There we are. Yeah, Abdul, yeah, the Chelsea fan. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was Ahmed <laughs> winding him up. I love the fact that the lines haven't improved since January 2006. <laughs> yeah. still we're, still, we're still working on it. Don't worry, Andy. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> Paul Brink-Turner, now introducing a guest. Whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. And joining us here on Talk Sport to tell us a little bit more about the band is Paul Stokes, Deputy News Editor at MEN Magazine. Good afternoon, Paul. Uh, MEN Magazine. <laughs> magazine, yeah. <laughs> it's a great magazine, uh, the, the famous, oh, yeah. uh, all the great journalists who got, went through the MEN. Uh, so, uh, Lisa O'Sullivan now with some sports news. And manager Martin Allen's been telling Alan Brazil's sports breakfast... Scored sports <laughs> breakfasts. <laughs> I love the sports breakfast. It's a great show. <laughs> and staying with sports news, here's the moose. So not the greatest morning for him. Fine for speeding yesterday after breaking a 30 mile an hour limit in his car. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, as opposed car. to one foot, is he? <laughs> Alfonso Davis. Uh, the, <laughs> very quick. Doesn't he sound posh there? Breaking the speed limit in his car. So it's just like, it's like <laughs> cafe news. The moose was quite posh those days. Staying with the moose. He was. 
Here he is with the weather. Beginning to get a bit cooler, so that teating may well come in handy. Teating? Teating. I don't want to even think about the moose teating. Let's just move on quickly. Yes. (laughs) Back to Andy Townsend and Mike Parry's FA Cup special now. And here's Mr Parry with one of his very own two different stories moments. The most memorable uh, FA Cup goal was Perry's goal, which Stanley Matthews passed to him. Right. When they won 4-3, was it, or 4-2? 5-3. Fred Perry. Yeah. South African. Yeah. <laughs> Fred Perry. <laughs> it's Bill Perry and yeah. it's 4-3. <laughs> but Apart don't worry that, about though, it. It's absolutely close. Spot on. Very uh, close. This is a caller to uh, Mike Dickin. Uh, not that he knew that. Ken's in Waltham Cross. Ken, good evening. Oh, oh that's what I got James. Mike. Um, look, James. I'm not James. Oh, you're not James? No. Or James Wales? <laughs> James Wales. <laughs> we can have a whole series of those ones to the great Mike Dickin with Derek and all that that we play every it's year. A good way it's to incredible. Get, it's, a, it's a good way to get someone like uh, Mike Dickin on side. That was to call him James <laughs> Wales, wasn't it? Really? Oh, yes. <laughs> anyway. Brilliant. Is it me? Yeah, it is. Oh, sorry. To uh, Alan Brazil and Graham Beecroft now, and here they are taking a call. Hemel Hempstead, uh, an Arsenal fan. Steve, you're on Talk Sport. Good morning, Steve. Morning, Steve. Morning, Beaky. Mo- yeah, more you like those, don't you, Andy, when they call do, themselves yeah. by their own name? <laughs> Very now, confident this, he was there. He was, yeah. This is the old drive time of Rodney Marsh and Paul Breen-Turner, and we joined the mid-conversation. Hey, what's, that, what's that thing that uh, deaf people do when they try to... Uh... Braille. <laughs> Braille? I think that's, that's the blind leading the blind, or possibly the deaf leading the deaf. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, so... Uh, Sorry. So, what's what's next? Paul says, we haven't heard these since 2006. It's funny. Now, here's Derek Thompson uh, taking, uh, no, talking winter holidays. Mind you, we're going skiing there next week, and probably minus 28. Where are you going, Tom? Where are you going? We're off to a place there in Sweden called um, R. A place in Sweden uh-huh. called R. That's, it. That's where you get a lot of the pirate ships going there, don't they? That's it. So, um, back to the moose now, talking wine. What's thought to be the most expensive bottle of Plonk white wine has been sold for £55,000. The vintage Chateau de Quem, or whatever it is. Yeah, he put, he put the on. Chateau? What did he get? Cockney. You said he was posh before. I know. Chateau. <laughs> trying to, whatever it is. <laughs> trying to be part of the common people. And uh, talking of wine... Uh, so, uh, Ronnie, I will be there tomorrow. I can't go today because I've, oh, I've got a huge lunch today. Have you? Is it a black tie do, Al? No, it's not. Uh, but, um, it could be carriages late. Oh, crikey. Yeah, which means uh, <laughs> dance would have been yeah. on the following day or Danny <laughs> Kelly, quite possibly. <laughs> and finally, yeah. here's Big Al plugging it... for... Sorry, what's that? what, Andy? No, I was going to say, it wouldn't be black tie at lunchtime, but that's yeah. by the by. Yeah, OK, yeah. fair. <laughs> Touch pedantic. And finally, yeah. here's Big Al plugging for calls. <laughs> No, just gone nine thirty. Back to the lines in a moment. Great news. Uh, great, sorry, great calls coming in. Oh eight seven, oh eight, oh eight. Oh, excuse me. This mic keeps cutting out. Oh yes, the oh, mic. Yeah, sure. not, not the black tie do you went to yesterday lunchtime, of course. So there we are. There's a few old clips from two thousand and six. If the mini discs keep paying out, we'll keep playing them. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Joining us now, we're very pleased to say, man, we've not spoken to in lockdown, unbelievably, but he's been busy. Quite a lot of it. Uh, growing a beard. Uh, and a quite <laughs> yep. spectacular one of that. It is Al Murray. Good afternoon, Al. <laughs> Hello, fellas. I can sense the palpable relief that there's some sport to talk about on this station. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We've loved it. albeit in these circumstances uh yeah it's um it's it's been an interesting time i'm sure it has been for you al it's been talk just just isn't it just talk not talk sport it's just oh well we've we've managed it we've 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 found some we've we've done a lot of nostalgia as you can imagine i think we're slightly nostalgic out along with the rest of the world yeah that's true nostalgic for 15 weeks ago before this all started (laughs) (laughs) now i I was wondering i was wondering how the beard if i just wondered if you i I had this idea that the landlord could like you open you buy a pub in hoxton trendy bit of east london and the landlord's a completely different bloke and he's like a glass of craft beer for the gentleman but why not a glass of craft beer for the lady as well she's entitled to have one why not i mean it would be a very different landlord wouldn't it i mean it's everyone's opportunity to reinvent themselves isn't it i mean this is almost one of those little plat knots in the end by my chin i mean it's it's you know and i have a full head of hair this is the thing is a lot of people especially on twitter call me a fat bald what's it right and (laughs) Hmm. I am not bald. I've always cut my hair. I've cut my hair since 1994 when Harry Hill gave me his clippers to cut my hair off because it because I thought it would look funnier. Hmm. And I am not bald. It's this this hair everywhere on the top of my bald. <laughs> uh, it's finally been set free. Fantastic. I know you. You look amazing. You've got the look of a young Brian Blessed, I think, around. <laughs> High praise indeed. <laughs> I can't work it out. Yeah. No, it's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think <laughs> I, had, I had a beer out in uh, in Seattle where where the hops in it were grown in a bloke's beard. He was the he was the beer maker, but he grew the hops in his beard. So I mean that's that's a that's a thought, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, I think the mouse. <laughs> I might object. <laughs> it's, oh, dear. So, uh, so, so you have been busy. You've still been doing your We Have Ways of Making You Talk podcast, which I do enjoy. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Thanks. You're not nostalgic out, clearly. You're still talking about the Second World War. 
Oh, well, you know, the good thing about the Second World War is um, it went on a lot longer than lockdown. So um, uh, there's loads to talk about. I mean, we've, we've, just, we've just sort of finished, or it's a couple of weeks since we rounded off. the. We did a Dunkirk thing, so we did we did a podcast a day for every day, basically, of the evacuation. Yeah. Um, different historians, so like the REF's official guy, the naval historian, um, and then peculiarly my dad came on because he knows an awful wow. lot about what happened to my grandfather, um, uh, who was killed in the fighting outside Dunkirk? Um, so we've been we've been putting this thing together. Me and James Holland, who's a, who's mm. an actual bone fighter historian, and then me sort of saying, "Wow, that's incredible!" Every five minutes, if he lets me <laughs> get worthy. Um, but but yes, we've, we've been sort of diving deep with the history, and it's been really, really, uh, really good fun. And people have really responded to it because you know everyone's everyone's time has changed, how they've been managing their time, what they've been doing with their time has changed. And we found a whole a whole little sort of. Um, uh, we, we call them the similarly afflicted people who are, are as interested in the Second World War as we are, who, who sort of come to us like iron filings, which has been, rather than flies, um, which has been uh, really, yeah. really fantastic uh, over lockdown. It's kept me incredibly busy, actually. Um, I keep wondering whether I'm meant to be podcasting in a minute. My, my partner keeps going, have you got another, you talking to someone this afternoon? I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're trying to cover all of it. We're trying to cover all of it and all the bits that people don't know about and all that sort of thing. You've been doing some online gigs as well. What have they been like? Well, you know what? Um, one of them I did, and uh, there was a sort of waiting room, and he sat in the waiting room, and it was like being a, it was like being a club comic again because the guy on before me was going really well. And back in the day when you're a club comic, if the guy on before you is going really well, it's a bad omen, right? <laughs> because you yeah. think, oh, they've used up all the laughs in this room. There's, I'm going mm. to die on my hole now. And, yeah. um, and actually... <laughs> They were great. And the really brilliant thing. So we did a gig on Zoom. So, so for this club, um, always be ABC Comedy, which is a, a gig in, in Kennington, in a pub uh, in Kennington. And it's a very friendly room there. So what 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 James is running it has got is he's put you're on Zoom and, they, and you have it on gallery view and you can see everyone and they leave it open so you can hear them all laugh. And, what, and it took about a minute to get into it. And then I start doing my pub landlord uh, crowd work thing. And the best thing is everyone's names on the screen. So I haven't got to remember their names. So it's, <laughs> you, point, you go, Oi, Kevin, you, you know, you, you with the cushion in your lap, you know, where's that cushion been? And, and, and you're away. And uh, they've actually, the gigs have been all right. And um, I mean, I think when they've solved the riddle of how you do get people into a room together and how you do put on entertainment, um, uh, it's going to be a fantastic time. It's going to be it's going to be a, a just giant party atmosphere, I think, uh, at shows. And, and it's going to happen, you know, when, when they crack how to get people in and out of sporting uh, events. It's going to be amazing because people are yeah. going to be absolutely up for it and gagging for it and ready to rock and roll. It's going to be brilliant. And the landlord will have a material to come back with, of course, won't he? Because uh, he's been in lockdown himself. He's not been able to open the pub. And when he does, he's, the people are going to have to socially distance at the bar. Exactly. Well, he's currently, I mean, he's currently, he has marked it down as a lock-in. So he's right. the current world, world British Commonwealth uh, lock-in uh, record holder at the moment. <laughs> 13 full weeks. And I think the previous record was seven days. So, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's in the Guinness Book of Records. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We're back tomorrow. We'll have more live racing from Royal Ascot. Of course, we'll reflect on the Premier League games uh, this evening. Until then, thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.